Well, good morning and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I am joined today with our pastor of spiritual formation, Jason Allison, and our executive pastor, C.R. Pendleton. Uh, and so uh, if you are new with us today, we're so glad you're here. And if you are watching online today, we're so glad that you are joining us that way as well. We, um, every once in a while, we like to get together and uh, talk. Instead of just being in the car, you guys are used to seeing us driving around together. Now you get the treat of, of us all together. Uh, and before we dig into our brand new series, I want to uh, direct your attention to the screen. We have our QR code. Through this, you can see our weekly bulletin and sign up to volunteer and give and do a bunch of other awesome stuff. And if you are new with us, if you click that and do a new submission, we will donate uh, $5 to one of our local partners, the Delaware Dream Center. Um, I do want to highlight real quick. Uh, in April, do we want to adjust this as like? Yeah, it's like a uh, wobble. Wobble, little, little wobbling? I, I think it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll just have to deal with that. Uh, April 16th, the week after Easter, so put it on your calendars, April 9th is Easter. The week after Easter, we are going to be having baptisms. If you are somebody that has never publicly uh, shared that you are professed faith in Jesus Christ, uh, now is the time to do it. So April 16th, sign up for baptisms. You can do that through the QR code, uh, and we will end up, we'll put a sign-up sheet as well uh, for you to do that. But if you've never publicly uh, proclaimed your faith, this is a great time to do it. April 16th, put it on your calendar, uh, the week after Easter, so make sure you come to that. And then also after service, we're going to have a special time together, uh, just gathering, doing some food, fun stuff like that. So make sure you put that on your calendar. Uh, and join us. Do you think it'll still be snowing? Oh. You know what? As much as you hate to say it, every April we get snow. So hopefully it's not that day. I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say that? <laughs> I don't know about every April, but it has. I feel like almost every there April. Has been, uh, there has been. <laughs> Watch months. it be that. Oh, why did yeah. I say that? Oh, well. Uh, sign up. It's going to be a great Sunday. Come be, be a part of that. It's, it's going to be great. Uh, also, too, if you call Press Home, uh, we uh, extremely appreciate your generosity. So make sure you sign up. You can give through um, that, like I said, that QR code link. Um, it's super important to um, be a part of what we are doing here and supporting uh, the mission here at Press Church. So do that. All right, leveling up. Who wants to level up? Anybody ready to level up? Who's like a video game fan? We have any video game fans in the house? Yeah? Digging the, like, a few. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't get it. Why, why did we do, why video games? What? So before I dig into leveling up, I want to read a verse together. And this is the theme, basically the theme verse for our series uh, for the next couple weeks. It's Matthew 22, verse 36 and 37. You may be very familiar with this. It says, teacher, which is the greatest command in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. When we talk about leveling up, this isn't just like a, we, we said leveling for a reason. It's not leveled up. We, we aren't leveled up. We will never be fully leveled up until we are with God, right? And so this idea of leveling up throughout your life, growing in this process of being more like Christ and loving God better. And so in order to level up, we must learn how to level up. Um, essentially, this is prioritizing God in everything that we do, uh, in our whole life. And that's what we see in this verse. Loving the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, your strength, 
And we're going to be digging into what that looks like this week, but we thought, or this week and in the coming weeks. Uh, but we thought, man, what a great analogy of like video games. Because if you're into video games, you know, you always start, how do you start? You start like leveled up? No, you just start with like, you get like a, like the, the smallest sword and like no armor and they're like, just throw you out into the wilderness and you're supposed to, or if you're like playing Pong, they give you like the, the well, little. Why are you looking at me? The little. <laughs> you know, those ancient games. You know, in yeah, Atari, you know, you have that, your Pong, you know, your Pong, didn't you have like a small Pong thing that you had to like. Okay, so I actually did have Pong. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> Yes, I did. But, this, I, but the thing is, and I, th- I think in our lives, we, we like the idea of growth and progress. Uh, and the, the video game thing is just such a great analogy for that, of this process of growing, of leveling up, of, uh, yeah, just growth. And as you know, like some of the best games, it takes so long. You, 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 have, to, you have to work at it. You have to grow and all this stuff. And so if, if you're confused at all by video games, now you know. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm confused. But that's, Why are you confused, Jason? I'm, I'm only confused in that <laughs> I, I can't play the current video games. The ones that are out now, I'm, I'm, I'm just terrible. Do you need the Atari thing? I, I had, yeah, the little joystick with one button. Okay. That was brilliant. You're like, how, many, how many buttons is on the new? Yeah, and I, and, and, yeah, I can't. And you can push two at once, and it does, I don't know any of that. Uh, but I do understand the whole idea of leveling up. Yeah. Uh, that does make sense. And I, I do think that's something that all of us... If we're really honest, right? I mean, we, we, want, we don't want to stay right where we're at. Mm. We do want to grow. Right. And, and so that's, and, and I, don't, I don't remember where you're at, but I'm going to jump in anyway. No, go for it. <clears throat> um, I should pay attention when we're, no, 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 uh, no, when we're reviewing things. But um, the, the, the verse that Jesus quotes there is, is, you know, it's a quote from the Old Testament. And, and so it's, it's important to know Jesus wasn't just making this up. This wasn't a new thing that he was throwing out. He was actually quoting something from uh, Moses. And it's originally found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And, and this is a, a passage where Moses has just spent, uh, you know, the last 40 years with the children of Israel, right, the Israelites, out in the wilderness walking around. Because they got to the promised land after escaping Egypt, they send the spies in, you know, send 12 spies. Uh, They all come back, and 10 of the spies say, it's too big, it's too scary, there's no way we can do it. But two of them say, oh, no, we can do it. And um, the people say, we're not going to do it, it's too scary. And so God says, fine, if you're not going to trust me, I'm going to give you a timeout, 40 years in the wilderness. This generation will die off, the next generation will come in and take the land. Well, that had all happened. And they are standing, you know, right on the edge. And Moses knows that he's not going to get into the, into the promised land. He, God's already told him, yeah, I'm going to take you up on a mountain where you're going to die and you're just not going to go in. <laughs> it's real so, exciting. So, yeah. Just yeah. real chill. You're, yeah. you're just going to go uh, on a mountain. You're not going to make it. It's all right, though. Uh, and so, um, so he, he, the book of Deuteronomy, which, you know, the word deutero, which is, uh, you know, Greek. From I, I didn't know. Is okay. That- do, do they know duo, so have you ever heard the word duet? Okay, so that means two, right? So an anomie or a nomos in Greek is for law, so it's second law. And it's basically the second time that Moses goes through the law with the people of Israel. So it's not all that exciting of a read. I'm just going to tell you that right now if you sit down and try to read it. Uh, but the first few chapters is Moses kind of preaching at the Israelites, telling them, you know what, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do, I know you're going to screw it up, but this is what you need to do, this way. and he goes on, and in the context of that, he tells them this. 
He says, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4, he says, Listen, Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. He's telling them this is the most important thing. And that's why Jesus, when asked, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Because Moses said, if I'm going to sum everything up, it's in this. And, and this verse, uh, just if you're you know, really curious, is called the Shema. And the reason is because the word listen in Hebrew is Shema. Okay? And, and so the, the, a good Israelite, right, a good Jewish person, they're going to say this verse twice a day, in the morning and the evening. And, and it's one of those things where they're just supposed to listen, 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 hear, listen to what I'm saying, listen to what I'm saying. And, and you know, the word listen, the word Shema, how many of you know, when you tell your kids, would you please listen to me? Okay, part of it is, would you, you know, open your ears so that you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? But also, you want them to actually do it, right? It's, it's not just a, I want you to hear this information because it's really important. No, I want you to hear it and do something. And, and that's really this, this word of, of Shema, of listening, is all about listening and doing. And, and so when we hear this and we're talking and we're thinking about what does it mean to obey the law, what does it mean to obey Jesus, you know, it's both listening and doing. And, and then he goes on and he says, you know, listen, Israel, Shema Israel, do this, love the Lord your God. And, and that Hebrew word, not that you really care, but hey, this is one of those things, tuck in the notes and maybe someday you'll pull it out and look important and, and really smart. Uh, the, the word is ahava. And, and it's, it's more than just, you know, a simple, it's really a broad term for love. But it's really talking about the love that God has for us and that we then show back to him, we reflect to him. And, and that's really what I want you to see is that this is how we show affection and care to another person. You do this by listening and obeying, right? God set up, and that's what he's telling the Israelites. Listen, guys, you are about to go into the land. You're going to take it over, and there's a bunch of people in there who worship other gods, and they're going to entice you into joining them. But I want you to stay true to me. I want you to know that I'm the one who brought you out of Egypt. I'm the one that has led you. I'm the one that has given you all this. I am going to continue to give you everything you need. If you'll just listen and you'll follow me, you'll love me. And, and the kind of love that God has uh, is throughout the Old Testament repeated again and again. Jeremiah 31, he says, listen, the Lord appeared to us and, and, and said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting ahava, love, with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. See, the, the command to love God is basically to return the love that God has already given us and shown us. And, and so it's not this weird, okay, you know what? It's going to be really hard because I'm going to do really horrible things that you're going to have to figure out and understand, but you're going to have to love me anyways, right? It, it's not that at all. It's, it's the exact opposite. It's I'm going to love you with an everlasting love. 
And, and so when you listen and you obey and you love me, it, you'll see this beauty that happens. And, and from, you know, looking at this from 30,000 feet, right? We're not, we're not getting into details. That's your, your job for the next three weeks. <laughs> um, but, but the big picture in this is, is so, okay, how do we do that? What does that mean? Well, big picture, Deuteronomy chapter 10. Moses tells him, says, listen, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear our God, your God, to walk in obedience with him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. The overarching way to do that, all that God has commanded you is to do this, to obey him, to follow him, to fear him. Now, again, this is big picture. But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, listen, if I'm going to listen and obey, if I'm going to be faithful to God, then that really should impact every aspect of my life, right? It's not just a, on Sundays, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up and I'm going to love God for an hour and then I'm off. Right. You know, it, this is an overarching, everything about you should be involved in this. If you're truly going to listen and love, but that's, that's the thing. It's, it's every aspect of your life. And that's why we're, we're using this leveling up you know, metaphor, symbol, whatever you want to call it, is to say, listen, you're ongoing. Process. You're leveling up. Yeah. It's a process. Process. Yeah. Yeah, so like what, uh, how, how do we do this, CR? Because I, I think, I think. How do we do it? I think you've got some. I, no, how do we, how do we approach this? Because so, I, I, I think you've got some stuff that might uh, help us in this. <laughs> I don't have any stuff that anybody wants, trust me. All right, well, let's go. Uh, no, I feel like, you know, we say these things like, okay, we're, you know, yeah, you go to church, and I'm supposed to love God, and there's all that kind of. Uh, it, it's it either, too commonplace. It, it either sounds like this small speed bump thing, or it sounds like overwhelming, Right love God with everything, like everything in me. Ah, I don't even know how to do that. I don't even know where to begin with that, right? So it, it kind of goes both ways. Either way kind of leaves you in the state of ambivalence. It's like, mm. like yeah. you're not, you're kind of frozen. Like, wh what do I do? How do I practically do any of this stuff? And, mm. uh, and so I, I feel like that's kind of the thing that we struggle with. So there's this idea, you know, you know, especially in society, it tells us you're supposed to be achieving. You're supposed to be doing things and making things happen, right? And uh, so this idea of being leveled up is kind of what's, what's shot at us all the time. And I think it's helpful to look at it as we are leveling up. And in this lifetime, we will not be leveled up, right? <laughs> it's after this lifetime when we're, when we're really leveled up. But it's a process. So that's, that's really the key thing here is it is a process. And the process begins with baby steps. Mm -hmm. So yeah, church on Sundays, Sunday morning, <laughs> it's important. It's good. It's a good practice. It is very important. And, you know, society is telling us more and more that it's like, oh, well, that's just a thing that you do. It's not that big of a deal, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we went through this entire COVID experience where we were prohibited a lot of times from being able to be with other people. Right. And so our habits changed. The way that we responded to these types of things changed. And that's why it's so critical that we actually carry on in regular habitual practice of doing things. And it starts with baby steps. Mm -hmm. So um, really what this is all about is bringing the whole self into alignment. 
Like we're trying to, like mm. our process here is about bringing ourselves into alignment with what? God, right? And we are spiritual and physical, okay? We're, we're like, we, we to, to really encompass the whole being, we have to recognize that these, that the, that this, we're made up of something that's much more, much bigger, much more mystical than what we can, you know. See, are the mysticist? <laughs> well, yeah. You kind of look like it. You know, you, you could be a good monk. I like I'm a monk. <laughs> but uh, so it's about practicing. It's this practicing of obedience, right, in a loving and sacrificial way. It's not about being legalistic. Okay, so there's like, you know, you'll hear a lot of stuff within Christian culture of like, don't do this. Why? Well, blah, 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 reasons just because, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, there are things that are not healthy for you, right? <laughs> there, are, there are truly things that are not healthy for us to do. Yeah. And God doesn't want us to be doing those things. It's right. not healthy for us to be doing those things. There is a natural consequence mm. for behaviors, uh, both good and bad, right? Right. And so this is not about legalism. It's not about saying, you know, you have to behave a certain way, and this is the line, and then you can be inside the line. That's not what it is. What it is is about really opening yourself up to God and being truly uh, obedient to him and say, okay, God, what, what are things that are in my life that I need to bring before you? And what kind of practices can I engage in that will be beneficial? In this process. So um, our behaviors do matter. You know, they absolutely matter. And here's something that's interesting. I don't know if you've ever heard of neuroplasticity, mm. but it's, uh, it's basically how your brain uh, processes and learns things and how essentially, like, you, it becomes encoded and you become that basically when you when you do something over and over again uh it you rewire your brain essentially so uh now this neuroplasticity this this uh this ability to do this yes it's a lot easier when you're younger so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah before before you're 25 or 30 years old it is easier but uh, research has proven that it is not, it doesn't stop there. You can continue to rewire your brain throughout adulthood. And, uh, you know, and it absolutely these behaviors and these practices affect that. So yeah, you're not going to pick up a new language or learn to play a musical instrument as quickly anymore, but you can do things, uh, habitually that will become a part of your makeup. It like really rewires your brain. So there's this guy, Dr. Jeffrey Schwartz. Uh, he's like one of the leading uh, researchers in this field. He's a psychiatrist and a, a professor at uh, UCLA School of Medicine, and he also happens to be a believer. And he's written a lot of great stuff on neuroplasticity and spiritual formation. So I just encourage you to go check him out because... Jeffrey Schwartz. Yes, because uh, he can explain things a lot better than I can. But... <laughs> The importance of this whole thing is that we can create these new pathways by participating in new activities and developing these new behaviors. Uh, it's important to practice repetition. So back when Jason was talking about the Shema, right. what was the thing here, right? They repeat it yeah, multiple morning, times, every right? Morning, every morning, every it's, 
it, it becomes a part of your makeup when right. you do that. And I think it's also significant that they do talk about uh, uh, teaching the children to do this, right? So uh, your brains are more likely to uh, get this stuff and uh, for it to really encode in when you're younger. So it's, it's very critical that we think about the next generation. When we're, when we're doing our practice, we're, we're leading with our practice with yeah. the next generation and how yeah. we encourage them. And they have an ability to pick this stuff up and encode it much more quickly, right? So, so you're basically saying the stuff that I listen to every day actually impacts the way I think. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yes. And not just what you listen to. I mean, what, and what everything you do. you do. Yeah. Everything you do. Yeah. You, you are creating new habits, new pathways. Yeah. Uh, or maybe not new ones. But you're just <laughs> reinforcing, <laughs> reinforcing old, old yeah. bad habits. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but you can change. And this process, it's a behavioral thing. Uh, but it's about bringing that before God. So these, these things that are, uh, you know, a part of our natural makeup, well, God designed us. Mm. And we, we, as Jason said, it's a response of God loving us. It's a response of us bringing that stuff before him, understanding that these habits do matter or these practices right. and behaviors do matter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't have any these kind of uh, scriptures on screen, but I did want to drop in, you know, Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think uh, in James 2, 26, also kind of goes into this, uh, uh, talking about the, the body, uh, the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without deeds is dead. So it's one thing to say, you know, I uh, believe in something. <laughs> it's another thing to actually practice yeah, yeah, yeah. that belief, that right. faith practice, right? right? So as we're talking about uh, this whole concept of leveling up, what we're doing is we're talking about preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts. This is like, a, you know, part of the Easter thing, right? Like, right. We're, we're preparing our hearts because God has something for us. Yeah. And are, are we willing to listen? Are we willing to change? Are we willing to, like, step in to new behavioral patterns and maybe question some of the things that we have done before that mm. aren't that healthy? So, so basically, I mean, it's almost like saying if I'm not doing things that are in obedience to God, maybe I don't actually believe in God. Hmm. Like, I mean, I, I don't mean to make it that stark, but there's, right. there's kind of the idea of, okay, you say you believe, right? You say you love God, but mm. if nothing that you're doing is in response that. to that love, then you are not cultivating a relationship with him at all. And yeah. maybe you don't actually believe in him mm. because your actions aren't following, mm. which is it's a little scary, yeah. right? I mean, but, but the, the good part about that is we actually have the ability to think about that and mm. to change. Yes. Right. We aren't stuck yes. in, in that. We, we can say, wait a minute, I'm going to do some things. Right. And hopefully in the next three weeks, Sean gives us a few things to do, right? But uh, <laughs> that's, that's the thing is hopefully we, we can do something. I know we can do something. There's some this things. amazing thing, uh, the scriptures, <laughs> that you can actually dig into the without Bible. Sean telling you what that's to do. <laughs> you can do that on your own. <laughs> I know, right? I do think that, like, as, as we think about this, going to the whole, you say, like, if, if we're not obeying God, there, there's a, a piece of our culture that 
is, I think it was stronger years ago, but where going to church and doing some of these religious things were just part of culture. And that's, I would say that's way less now than it's, it's been in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we could almost fool ourselves into saying, well, I'm just doing the right thing, but not starting with the right premise. The premise of I'm loving God through everything. And so I'm, some of these actions could actually be uh, just a selfish uh, desire to look a certain way. Yeah, I think that's, I think um, that's really important to examine. Exactly. Like, okay, right. well, yeah, I could, uh, I don't know. I, I really, really want to learn how to play an instrument or do it better, right? Okay, well, that's great. But what are you doing that as unto God? This right. is the whole thing. Like examining everything, everything you're doing in your life, the way that you spend your time, the way that you spend your resources, like is it unto God? And, and these habits come out of that type of thing, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I wanted to go back to Deuteronomy because I think there's a really, uh, a really important piece here that is a good, it's a good symbol, I guess, for us to move forward. And it's in verses, well, I'm going to show verses 6 and verses 8 in Deuteronomy 6. It says, these commands I give to you, uh, that I give you today, are to be on your hearts. And, and focus on verse 8. It says, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Um, these words that, that were given from God, they're meant to be formative words. Like, they're meant to be words that form the person. And this really speaks to the heart of the series of us leveling up, like, that the words of God, that the obedience to God transforms us in this process of being formed into the image of God. Um, and when it comes down to it, this tie to your uh, tie them symbols on your hands and, and bind them on your foreheads. We do everything with our hands, and we see everything with our eyes. Like those are those are elements of our, our daily lives that you are doing things with your hands, you are seeing things with your eyes. And I think it's this beautiful metaphor for us to remember everything that you do with your hands, everything that you are taking in with your eyes, and what's in your mind. Let that be reminded. Let remind those things of this. Remind your hands when you are working, do it unto God. Remind yourself when, what, you, what you are seeing, what you are taking in, do it as unto God. And I think that's, uh, you know, it probably feels weird, like tie it to your hands, put it on your forehead. Like, what does that mean? But it's like, it's this reminder. I don't know about you guys, like I forget stuff. Like I need reminded all the time. And I think as a society, we're like that. We forget things very easily. And when you look at the, you know, the Israelites, the, the, the people of God, so much of what they did or were instructed to do was for their remembrance. Do this so that you remember. Do this so you remember what God did for you at that time. Uh, and and we, we forget. I know for me, it's like, I forget stuff. I'll go look at a picture and be like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that happened. And, and we so easily forget God working in our lives. And I think this is just a great picture for us, you know, as we move through this series you know, tying it to your hands. Like, maybe you write something on your hand this week. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, whatever you're doing, oh, I need to do this unto God. Well, the, the thing they, you know, it also says, put them on your doorpost, Put post, them on the right? doorpost, Well, yes. that, that little box that they would put it in was called a masuza. A masuza. Yeah, and I can't remember if I've said this here before, I don't know, but it's a little box, and they would write this verse in it and then put it in this little box, and they would put it on their doorpost, mm. and they would touch it, you know, as they came in, as they went out, just like the verse said, and it reminded them whether they were going out to work or coming in that, hey, I, the Israel, I'm part of Israel. Right. I'm going to love the Lord my God right. with all my heart, soul, and mind, and um, I, I heard a guy once talk about uh, how y- you could 
Masuzah, your universe, <laughs> right? Which is basically, all it was, was it was a reminder. There's nothing magical about this little, you know, box that they put the thing in. But, but the, what, it, what it helped you do was it helped you, it pointed your brain towards what you wanted your brain to be thinking about, exactly what CR was, was saying. Like, a, an easy example, uh, it's kind of stupid, but, but it I still, still works for me, is, you know, most of you brush your teeth, I'm assuming, at least once or twice a day, you know, give or take. Um, oh, hopefully. You know, well, well, there's a verse, Ephesians 4.29, that says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth except what is helpful in building up of others. Well, a way to masuza your day would be, quote that verse while you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> Right? Because doesn't, doesn't, you know, the de any dentist around will tell you, brush your tongue. Why? Because your tongue holds all this bacteria. It can actually cause heart problems, yada, yada, yada. So as I brush my tongue, as I brush my teeth, I recite Ephesians 4.29. <laughs> it's silly. I know. That's good. It's like putting a box on your doorpost, yeah. right? It, it, it's one of those things that just reminds you. Yeah. And everything that you do, and you can find a ton of ways to do that. Maybe it's a post-it note in your car. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, something at your desk. I don't know what it is, but something that refocuses your mind back on exactly yeah. what Sean was talking about. Yeah. Exactly. Because it, it creates those neuropathways. Right. It reminds them. It strengthens the ones that are there. The question is, are you going to actually do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So in my car, I have a, a little piece of, like, cardboard paper. It just says, trust God. And, and trust me, as one who's ridden with Sean, I look at that <laughs> a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a, <laughs> I'm just I'm a kidding. great driver. You are, actually. <laughs> great driver. But it's one of those things in this, in this time, especially over these last you know, three, four years, I have had to continue to remind myself to trust God. Like, okay, God's working in this. You, you've, and it's great because I you know, get in my car a lot. So every morning I'm pulling out. It's like it's right there in my car. And I think for us, you know, as we work through this series— getting closer to, to Easter, Resurrection Sunday, celebrating, you know, a really the big part of our faith, you know, Jesus' death and his resurrection. What are ways that we can prepare ourselves in these next four weeks to remind ourselves of who God is, to remind ourselves of how we can be closer to him and grow in our faith and transform ourselves, renew our minds, uh, and reflect more of an image of that's in line with who God is. And so that's going to be, again, over these next four weeks, working through how do we do that? How do we, how do we start to level up and grow in our love and grow in our faith in God? And hopefully we can engage in that. This isn't just something that we listen to, like going back to what Jason said. It's not just about listening, but about doing. How can we move from just this idea of love to an action of love, to, to us moving towards something? And so I want to encourage us today uh, for, you know, maybe you need a, a challenge this week. Start every day reading through Deuteronomy 6. Just, just even 4, 4 and 5. If you want to, do we, you want to put that screen, uh, the, the Deuteronomy 4 and 5? If we, I know I, I didn't put that on my slides. Uh, it's probably one of the first slides that, that Jason had up. Um, this one. Listen, O Lord. Listen, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You must love the Lord with all your heart our souls and our strength. What would it look like every morning if you got up and prayed this? And before you go to bed, you pray this. Like, if we were to go through the actions and the practices of, of the Israelites, how would that change your morning? How would that change your interactions during the day? Maybe you're somebody that you do need to have, maybe you get a bracelet or something that, that is a reminder or what is it that you need to keep this at the forefront of your mind? And as, you know, CR talked about, this neuroplasticity, how do we start 
having new habits and new disciplines that begin to tell our mind and remind our mind what we believe in ways that we can start working into that. And so hopefully the series will be a good challenge for us to not only talk about it, but do it. Do something that really transforms ourself, and we can see us starting to level up in our faith in God. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to share? Awesome. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time together, and we thank you uh, for this community of believers, uh, for this, uh, the people here in whatever phase of life we find ourselves today. God, I, I pray that, that we would be able to live out what we believe, and, and that no matter where we are, that we can start taking a step closer to you, that we can take, uh, see our set of baby, maybe it's a baby step this morning, a baby step of, of truly loving you more in our lives. God, that we would, we would remember that it's, it's not that we're ever going to be perfect, but to remind ourselves that just to take those steps and, and get in that process and trust that you're working in our lives so that we can love you with our lives, that we can love you with everything that we're doing. I pray that this week we can do something that will encourage us in that and remind us in that. And God, that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us through that journey. We thank you for this time, God. We thank you for all that you are doing. We ask that in these next couple weeks in this series that, that we would grow and that we would come closer to you and that our love for you would be truly expressed in our lives. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. I invite you to stand and join us as we continue.